Simon and Dave here from Robinson Ralph. Hello. Um, and we're here to talk to you about another employment tribunal case, aren't we, Dave? We are indeed, indeed. Yep. Um, you would be very disappointed, listeners, would you not, if we talked about anything else? Yeah. Um, I mean, I mean, what else we could talk about that we know anything about, really? Not a lot. Uh, I could talk about the um, films of Kevin Costner. The flags of the world, capital cities. Yeah. Countries beginning with the letter O. I could talk about two. Countries beginning with the letter O. Mm. Countries beginning. Countries beginning with the letter O. Can you name two? How many are there in the one? <laughs> All right, so, so no then. Yeah, can you name the one? The one? Yeah. No, what continent's so? uh, It's in the um, uh, continent, Asia. It's a country mm -hmm. beginning with yeah, O. It's in the Middle East. This is absolute gold, this thought process on the Uzbekistan or something, is it? Well, I mean, that'd be great if you yeah. had an O. Oh, right. Does it not? No, it's you, Uzbekistan. Oh, yeah, of course. What is yeah. it then? It's Oman. Oh, oh man, oh, I should have got that. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> we didn't rehearse that, ladies and gentlemen. That is, that is what's called wit. That is what's called podcast goals. Pod, I mean, I'm surprised we've not been nominated yeah. for something. I know, snap us up, podcast producers. Yeah, come on. Yeah, we'll accept any kind of income, uh, advertising income, as long as it doesn't conflict with our professional duties. Yeah, yeah sure. <laughs> I mean, should we, maybe we should play it hard to get. I mean, you know, obviously we're... Negotiators, aren't we? Oh, yeah. Okay. All right. A million pounds to sponsor our podcast. That's got there. <laughs> we'll accept anything to a million quid. All right. Um, <laughs> no middle ground. It's either a million quid or anything. Start somewhere. I mean, I might have undermined my negotiating yeah. position. I wonder, should we edit out your initial position? Yeah, probably best. We'll, we'll take all of hers. Probably might. <laughs> um, okay. So, um, what have you been up to? Anything interesting or anything? Uh, no. Just being painting a room. Painting it pink to, to to very little appreciation, but painting it pink. I think that's one of the big problems in your life. Appreciating the not by me. What a, no, thank you. What yeah. about you? What have you been up to? Uh, went to see a comedian last night in Leeds. Okay, was he funny? He was funny, but there was a heckler, and there's one thing I don't like, David's hecklers. They pay the money, or they come as a guest of somebody who's bought the ticket for them, and they ruin it for everybody else by trying to be funny. No one's come to see a heckler. So yeah. if you're listening to this and you're a heckler. Get off this right now. Yeah. 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 You're worse than somebody who parks across two parking spaces. And that get, is bad. They're the scum of the earth. That is bad. That a lot. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. There's a guy around where we live. He, start, he plays the drums. He seems to start at nine o'clock at night. I don't know if it's a bloke or a kid or something. It's like, come on. Starts at nine o'clock at night. Yeah, drums. Ridiculous. Yeah. I bet he's put egg boxes. He or she has put egg boxes around. The room and actually that has no has no effect by the signs of it he's smashing the eggs in the eggs boxes that probably wouldn't make as much noise well i don't know whatever's happening i'm being inconvenienced <laughs> and i'm guessing that that person parks across two lines in the car park mm. and heckles and plays his drums and plays his drums yeah. yeah yeah probably heckles by playing the drums probably takes a drum kit to who takes a drum kit to a concert having parked across two parking spaces yeah, just to smash them eggs absolutely <laughs> in front of the comedian i mean why are they security even letting them in with a drum kit and eggs yeah. it's obvious what they're going to do it really is it really is there should be some sort of disclaimer on the tickets saying mm. we won't let you in if you've got a drum kit and eggs or and or eggs and or eggs, drum kit yeah. And or eggs. yeah yeah oh yeah well eggs on their own would be a problem potentially wouldn't they unless yeah. they were pre pre-cooked and just in a sandwich 
you would not know that, you know, but if someone's bringing an egg sandwich and it's the smell of that's going to be yeah, that's a problem, isn't it? Freshly, freshly microwave mackerel. <laughs> that's what you should have lists of foods you can't bring <laughs> mackerel and eggs. Yeah, freshly microwaved mackerel and eggs. Do you think we've got a bathtub for this banter? We really should, shouldn't we? We really should. Yeah. Move over around and deck. Right, the case we're talking about, that's the banter over. Yeah, banter over employment law. Immense. Yeah, so this is a case um, for uh, employment tribunals. This is a case, obviously not for, this is a case in the employment tribunals for unfair dismissal mm -hmm. between um, Martin and Jet Maintenance Limited. I wonder what they did as a company. Jet Maintenance Who, Limited. Yeah, if they maintained jets. Um, and or sort of jets, jet engines or water jets. Or they maintained Jet the Gladiator. Oh, yeah. 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 So... I met her, I say met her, I saw her in a pub in York when I was a university student in 1995. I saw her across a hotel lobby in Stratford-on-Avon mm. where they used to stay after filming in Solly Hall. Why was she in York then? With Hunter? Hunter was with her. Well, I don't know, it was probably different year, different times. Different times. Maybe they were on tour. They might have been. Or on a holiday. Yeah. Maybe she went out with Hunter. Do I think she'd go out with Hunter? Um, <laughs> Jet, Jet Maintenance um, Limited. Yeah. And this is a case for, for unfair dismissal. Yeah. And um, um, it was it was interesting, uh, this case, or at least I think it was interesting. I presume that you do as well, Dave, which is why we're 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 here. I guess we'll find out, I suppose. I think it's kind of how interesting we both are. Um and uh, basically the, the bit that I thought was interesting was to do with the investigation. I don't know what you you thought was interesting. Um, Dave, because I can't see inside your mind. You want to no. install that camera? No. Um, but this was this was there was a bit of there was a bit of swearing, wasn't there, Dave? There was. A bit of there was. Should we set out a bit of background? Yeah. yeah. Oh, I think that's a really yeah. good idea. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So the claimant was employed from the nineteenth of March two thousand and eighteen, uh, and on the twenty fifth of January twenty twenty one. Um, he was summarily dismissed in the heat of the moment following a bit of a uh, an argument um, by a Wesley King, who was one of the directors and co-owners. Uh, that dismissal was then rescinded, subject to pending an investigation into the incident. And the claim was then dismissed ultimately um, on the, the 8th of March. So the um, the, the argument had arisen uh, in the January because the claimant had been absent and two of his colleagues had logged onto his computer to forward some of his draft reports to their own email accounts to complete them for submission to clients. Uh, and on the 25th of January, he returned to work and became aware that emails had been sent from his email account. So he went to look for Duncan King to discuss this um, with him. Uh, that led to a verbal uh, altercation. And what happened in the uh, verbal uh, altercation was that um, the claimant apparently informed Mr. Farrer, uh, later on who was the investigator, this is what the claimant said happened, uh, that, that he and Duncan King were face-to-face, -face, Duncan King being one of the other co-owners, and Duncan King asked the claimant, do you want me to hit you? The claimant said that he responded, go ahead. Mm -hmm. uh, the claim denied saying, make me, go on, hit me. And then he described being fired and being told to um, get out. Uh, and then there was an argument where the um, uh, the claimant had said, you can't make me get out. Uh, and then Duncan King had apparently said, uh, F star C K it, I can throw you out myself. So 
I mean, that's the claimant's version of events. Sure. I mean, you know, a lesson in how not to conduct yourself um, in the workplace. Yeah. Uh, really, uh, I would I would say. Um. So that had happened. That's what the claimant said had happened. There was a hearing in order to uh, hear uh, the allegations, and that was chaired by Wesley King and. Wesley King adjourned the hearing because the claimant raised a grievance and then the hearing was reconvened on the 23rd of February uh, and um, they decided that what they'd do is they'd have a uh, an HR consultant come in to hold the hearing, review the evidence and provide Wesley King with a report and then Wesley King would decide on the sanction. So there was a second disciplinary uh, hearing uh, and um, uh, the allegations were slightly changed, which wasn't particularly uh, helpful. Or there's nothing in principle against doing that, but it, it just caused confusion uh, later on down the line. And the allegations were essentially on the 25th of January, the claimant had acted in an offensive, aggressive and threatening manner um, in the workplace. Uh, so um, the claimant admitted obviously swearing at Duncan King and said that Duncan King had sworn at him, but he didn't accept that he'd been aggressive or, or threatening towards uh, Mr. King. Uh, the claimant indicated in the hearing that the relationship was salvageable in his view, uh, and the claimant informed the HR consultant that he tended to work with Wesley King rather than Duncan King. So Wesley King being the decision maker, Duncan King being the one who he'd had the altercation uh, with. Uh, Ms. Uh, Duncan King was, was interviewed. Uh, he gave a uh, different version of events to what the claimant had said. But what he did say um, in response to the question as to whether or not trust and confidence had gone was no. So there seemed to be an indication from that that both parties um, were amenable to working together uh, in the future. Uh, Mr. Farrow, the consultant, then produced a report. He said he was unable to conclude which version of events he preferred. Uh, and he said that ordinarily both employees involved would face disciplinary action, but this situation was different in that it involved an owner of the business. He recommended all three elements of the allegation were upheld. He concluded that the way the claimant approached the matter was the root cause of the issue, which, I mean, going to find your boss whilst angry and mm. approaching him outside and having a go at him is probably not <laughs> the most sensible thing to do, is it? No. <laughs> um, but he, he accepted there was mitigation because of the way Duncan King had conducted himself and he recommended a final written warning. Uh, but he acknowledged that the decision maker might believe that the working relationship is not salvageable and that a dismissal was likely to fall within the range of reasonable responses. That was his uh, recommendation. Um, and uh, Wesley King got that report and reviewed it and without then meeting further with the claimant, uh, sent the claimant a letter dismissing him. Uh, 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 and he hadn't, at that stage, the tribunal fine found, um, even read the attachments with the report. He just read the report itself and the disciplinary hearing minutes. Um, so he says that uh, he recommended dismissal. He makes a finding of gross misconduct. Uh, and, and he said that that finding of gross misconduct was as per the recommendation of the report, and the tribunal pointed out that it was not. You know, mm. The report had actually only recommended a, uh, a warning, mm. and then there was a right of appeal offered. The appeal was uh, heard. There was a further appeal hearing, 
and uh, at that, that was held by Mr. Eddowes. He reviewed the grounds of appeal. Uh, uh, Mr. Farris reported its attachments and he reached the conclusion to uphold uh, the claimant's dismissal, but he didn't grapple with the evidence in relation to the allegation the claimant had acted in a threatening or aggressive manner, uh, as opposed to being physically uh, aggressive or, 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 or threatening and um, just dealt with whether dealt with it on the basis that there was no distinction between physically threatening and verbally threatening, which um, is not something the tribunal felt was reasonable. Yeah. Uh, and there was discussion there as to whether or not it was it was a salvageable relationship as well. Uh, and um, it, it, although the claim was saying at that point that it wasn't, he was saying that was due to the shoddy way the procedure had been conducted uh, thus far. Oh, I like the way you used the word thus. Yes. Um, yeah. So, I mean, what, they, 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 they went through the whole test. I don't know why I stuttered there saying that. The conclusions, the reason for dismissal of fairness, did the respondent genuinely believe the claimant uh, had done the thing for which she was dismissed and had there been a reasonable investigation, reasonable grounds, et cetera, et cetera. But the, the bit I think we wanted to focus on, if I'm right, Dave, yeah. is did the respondent um, follow a, a fair um, procedure? And um, the, um, the tribunal said in the judgment that during the verbal altercation 25th of January, the claimant and Duncan King swore and shouted at each other, and Duncan King had fired the claimant on the spot. The dismissal was quickly rescinded of the claimant's agreement. I think you mentioned that, Dave. I'm just recapping what yep, you already yep. mentioned. But the tribunal's finding of fact is that the claimant's dismissal in March 2021 was actually predetermined, Dave. Mm. Um, eventually decided upon year 21. I don't know if you can remember as far back as two yep. seconds ago, but that's when they had the verbal that was the altercation. Day, yeah, when he was dismissed and it was rescinded. That was exactly it, yes. Mm -hmm. Well remembered. And at the time, Wesley King had carried out several interviews uh, from which there was evidence that the claimant had sworn at Duncan King, I presume related uh, yep. to the two kings. Yep. Um, but much of the other detail was in dispute. Wesley King confirmed his decision to dismiss the claim in March 2021 without properly examining the evidence since the tribunal or holding a disciplinary hearing with the claimant without the claimant having had a proper opportunity to comment on all the evidence or Mr. Farrow's interpretation of the evidence. Uh, Wesley King also confirmed the decision to summarily dismiss the claimant for gross misconduct in reliance on Mr. Farrow's report, even though the report did not make that recommendation. And the tribunal concluded that the process which followed the claimant's dismissal in 2021 and Wesley King's decision were deliberately moulded to fit a predetermined outcome. Wesley King, of course, as far as we know, not related to Wesley Snipes. <laughs> Mr. Eddowes' appeal uh, response refers to discussions with both Duncan King and Wesley King, said the tribunal, and the claimant was not sent notes of those interviews and he did not, therefore, have a proper opportunity to comment on those part of the appeal. Mr. Eddowes was less senior than Duncan King, who had made it clear that he wanted the claim to leave and no longer wanted to employment. He was also less senior than a dismissing officer. Um, the tribunal found the evidence, uh, Mr. Eddowes' evidence, about his reasons for holding the claim dismissal to be confused and that the procedure following the appeal was flawed. In particular, upheld the dismissal for gross misconduct but referred his evidence to the tribunal to the impact of other factors on his thinking. The tribunal considered that this, his decision was tainted by those factors and moulded to fit a predetermined outcome. So the, the tribunal uh, said that satisfied on the failure that the failure to follow due process does create a procedural unfairness such that the decision to dismiss is unfair. The procedure was outside the ban of reasonable kind of forensic analysis that a tribunal will often undertake in deciding whether or not um, a dismissal was reasonable. Now, there were some fundamental issues here, such as not putting the conclusion of the consultant's report to the claimant for comment and so on before um, uh, before 
taking the decision to dismiss yeah. and the fact that the tribunal found that it was a predetermined dismissal anyway well, that was inevitably going to lead to a finding of an unfair uh, dismissal if it's a predetermined um, outcome but other comments by the tribunal were in relation to a photograph that had been taken and the fact that the claimant wasn't given the opportunity to see and comment on that photograph showing the location of where the incident had happened um, as part of the process and that was important because um, it, it depended it, it showed how credible other witnesses versions of events were you know how close they would have been to the uh, the, the altercation uh, whether they would have seen it whether there was a corner um, in the way so yeah you know those are the kind of things that the tribunal will will look at uh, and as we say reasonable mm. doesn't just mean oh well we've only got to take a reasonable um uh, approach to the investigation like a bare minimum approach exactly yeah. it, it means a thorough approach yes means where there are conflicting points putting that to the employee concerns so that they have a, a chance to comment on them and not just doing it for the sake of form as well perhaps then going back and challenging the the other witnesses who, who given conflicting uh, events mm. um, and you know you are never going to be criticized by a tribunal for being too thorough no um <laughs> unless you're being too thorough because you're being discriminatory i suppose and so on but it's hard to see how that would would work but you know in the context of an unfair dismissal claim yeah um being thorough is is really expected it's two thumbs up from the tribunal for it is it is it? that's what they're going to do that's the kind of analysis they're going to yeah. take isn't it a thorough one in the hearing over the course of a day yeah. or two yeah. whatever it might three be. yeah 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 i know all the numbers yeah. so having your ducks in a row yeah um is that the right method yeah is, uh, is, is important and you know we talk about the dismissal being within the range of reasonable responses well that's a relatively broad uh, test uh, a relatively um uh, low hurdle and, and as the tribunal said here just because one employer wouldn't have dismissed in that situation it doesn't mean that the employer who does dismiss is acting unreasonably um but you're not going to get to the tribe made sure that there's absolutely no uh, loopholes no no room for criticism um of the the process from the the tribunal yeah so and also so yeah in, in short make sure the the claimant gets the employee sorry gets all the the notes of all the other meetings you've had you challenge them and or and her on any areas of inconsistency as Dave says make back make sure the appeal hearing officer um is free from any pressure um to um uphold the the um the dismissal and now in the in the, the good the good news for the employer in this case was that there was a, a reduction of 40 percent to both the basic and compensatory award and they, they ended up paying um only a, a couple of thousands yeah um, pounds. Job, hadn't yeah but oh, yeah. yeah but had they had they done it yeah as i say had they done it properly they, they may not have even ended up in tribunal and they're lucky he got i suppose another job um that the overall amount was three thousand three hundred and forty five pounds and 12 of your earth pence mm. um, but still having gone through a tribunal um it's neither a winner or a loss i yeah. suppose for anybody yeah um so, so there you there go. We go hopefully you found that interesting and insightful yeah and we persuaded you to sponsor us to the tune of at least a million pounds yeah i think that's reasonable mm. yeah um thank you thank you both um for listening <laughs> and um yeah yeah we'll see you soon bye bye you're, you're listening to us soon yeah we'll see you there no Ugh.